Double XL is the breakers for all you aspiring rappers who need a little help getting on. This is the place to get all the info on how to make it in hip hop from some of the biggest and most experienced names in the game, like me, your dope boy Troy Ave. Pay attention and special guests drop knowledge to help you become a star. This is Double XL's The Break Podcast. Welcome, welcome back to the fourth episode of XXL's The Break Podcast for new artists to learn how to be better artists. Um, this doesn't mean that you are going to be a freshman if you listen to this and you don't have to send all your music in nonstop. Just learn from it and experience it and take the free information that some of these very nice rappers and industry tastemakers and heavyweights um, gave up their time to offer to you guys. So with that, we're going to go to Big Dog Karen Civil, who sure. is um, much respect to be a lady in the game who's pushing her way through and, and keeps doing big things. And she's also the queen of social networking. And so, of course, we're going to talk to her about social networking. Um, this topic is promoting yourself, and there's no better way to promote yourself than through social networking. So, uh, we're going to kick it off with Karen. I just we didn't we didn't introduce ourselves, right? Mm-mm. Vanessa, Miranda, you know Y'all us know. already. You know us already, right? <laughs> Chuck, we got Chuck behind the board over here. He's quiet, but he's laughing at us. Um, shout out to Chuck for supporting us on this podcast and hooking us up and making sure that all the different phone calls sounded pretty even. But besides that, now we're going to go over to Karen Civil um, so she can tell you guys how to do your social networking the right way. So we're with the famed and fantastic Karen Civil. And Karen, I want to ask you, you know, social networking is such a crucial part of, um, you know, a new artist's career these days. Okay, so they've got their name, they're in their city. What's the first thing you think an artist should do in order to get themselves out there socially? What should they focus on? Um, brand, you know, new first, brand new artists, first and foremost, you know, it's about making sure, um, you know, whatever your rap name is, that all your platforms are aligned and they're cohesive. Because I meet a lot of people whose Twitter is one name, whose Instagram's another name, who, whose SoundCloud is this, whose Facebook is that, so it's just making sure all your, your platforms are cohesive, they make sense. Like if your rap name is, um, let's say someone like a Shy Glizzy, your name is Shy Glizzy on Twitter, it's on Facebook. On your Facebook, you make sure you have a like page and not a personal page. On Instagram, it's the same name. You know, you just make sure you hold your name on every platform so you make it easier for fans to find you, especially on YouTube. The second thing is um, a lot of artists kind of just put their music out there you know, they may shoot a video, they let their friend put it up on their page, or they'll up, they'll create, like, some random SoundCloud. It's really all about, you know, making sure that your content lives in one place where people can find it and they can track it easily. You know, um, YouTube is a big place where, where people find new videos, and, you know, a lot of talent is found there because it's it's just like, it's like after I watch one video, I can go into the next and I can see what's happening and I don't have to search everywhere for like past freestyles or other things you've done on people's pages or on people's um on their channels just making sure all your content is in one place so people can kind of keep up to date with what you're doing to me those two things are very very important so now i mean it it seems obvious but you know how many rappers you talk to and They've got their I am Vanessa Twitter account and then Vanessa Satin Instagram account and then this is Vanessa YouTube and Gmail account. I mean, it's, it's kind of common sense, but it's obvious 
use one name kind of for everything if you can. So all I have to do is Google that and you show up, right? Yeah, you know, um, that's that's most people. The thing is, most people aren't thinking. Most people aren't thinking about um, stuff like that. And to me, that's very critical and that's very important because as soon as someone puts in your name in a Google search, all your if they're if they're done correctly, all your Twitter, your Facebook, all your sites will come up as opposed to some website thing that posted your music or a fake page. Um, I remember there was a time. Um, I'm not going to say the rapper's name, but Wayne wanted to do a song with this rapper, and they had me look for him, and I couldn't I couldn't find them for the life of me because it's six different Twitter pages. I don't know which one is the real page, which one's not the real page. The Instagram is a different thing. The Instagram doesn't have the contact information. It's like nothing was cohesive. I couldn't figure out which one was real, which one was fake. So, you know... Something so you're going to take a hit because of that. You're going to take a hit because of that. Somebody might not be able to reach you. It might be too complicated, and somebody who's a professional doesn't want to jump through the hoops to try and find you, right? Yeah, and and um, you know, I pretty much, I pretty much gave up. I pretty much gave up, and I just happened to know someone who was connected with them, and they were able to put me in touch. But I had to tell them, like, I've I've talked to so many different artists, and I've been on the phone with from. Um, top A celebs, I've never had to gone through this. And I'm like, you have to have your, your platforms run more professional, figure out what, like, I, it's like six different pages, because you have six different, like, names, and your names are all over the place, and you don't know, you don't have your proper contact information, and you don't know what's real and what's fake, because nothing's cohesive, you know, um, it's hard to find you, and it's hard to get business done. Something that should have taken a day took two weeks. Right, right. What do you think is what are the most important outlets for them to focus on and and not like Instagram's great, but building an Instagram following is not the same as focusing on uh, your subscribers to your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, you know, um, you know, Instagram is something for people to look at, kind of see what you're doing all day. It's great to have that, but you know, you really need to build your core fan base, and that's through you know your SoundCloud, making sure all your music's on there. If you want people to download it so they can share it with their friends. You know, making sure that is done correctly. And your YouTube, making sure you have your analytics up there, you know, um, all your videos. You can make lyric videos now, you know, just putting up a song and, and, and creating a lyric video to it. So it's just making it easier for fans to find you and to build your audience and your fan base. So someone can be on YouTube and your video happens to play because they're watching something else, you know. And to me, that's more important than an artist you know, flashing $100,000 in an Instagram picture. What about following, buying followers? Can people figure out that you bought Twitter and Instagram followers? Is that a waste of time? Do you want them to be real? Or does that help you establish a number just to get started? No, to me, that it's, it's, such, a, it's such a waste of money. Because I, I, remember, I remember I was looking at this artist who had like half a million followers, and I'm like, no one's, no offense, I'm like, no one's playing your music, no one's doing any of this. The money that you spent on this, you could hire someone to do your marketing. To me, it's a waste of dollars, and you can put that money elsewhere. You could have did Facebook ads. You could have used that money, you could use that money to really, um, to really benefit you. This is just all about, you know, it's, it's just fluff. It's make-believe. These aren't people who are engaging with you now. It's, it's so pitiful that, you know, you can buy engagement, you can buy likes, you can buy this, you can buy that. People have to understand it's phantom. It's not real. So at the end of the day, these companies are still going to continue 
to um to 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 continue to look into things like this and get rid of them. So it's like why why spend the money? They're going to continue auditing their uh, the people who are part of their platforms when they go you know when when they go live not live when they go um when they go public you know um so they're going to continue to audit. So to me it's, it's great you have a hundred thousand followers for the six months, but when they go through that audit and Instagram removes these people, you're going to fall back down to to the ten thousand. And these people aren't liking; they're not engaging. So you know, in in reality, we don't want fake friends. So why do you want fake followers? Right, right. What do you think is the most common mistake that you see new artists make with social networking? Um, a common mistake is is you know, people don't realize how social media works. A lot of people are using social media on their phone, you know, and people will send you a link. They'll be like, hey, check out my check out my mixtape. They'll spam you thinking, okay, if I spam this person, they'll check it out. It doesn't work like that, especially if they're in the middle of engaging in a conversation or speaking about a particular thing. If somebody's watching something on sports or watching, you know, a TV show and then you start sending your – you start spamming them with your links, they're not going to open it, you know. And then I see people say, "Check out, check out my music," and and put their and and put the link to their music, not understanding like Instagram doesn't allow you to do clicks in the comment section. So it's just it's it's just a waste of time. It's the same way, you know, when you're leaving the club and people spam your car with a whole bunch of party flies and things like that, and you just throw it on the floor. It's the same thing, and people have to understand like you you have to market yourself better. You can't spam people. It's it's not the best business practice, and you're really not going to get um, you're not going to get any traction or any feedback. Like it's better to send. I tell people all the time. Like they're like, well, how do I send you music? I'm like, there's a contact page on my site. Did you even go to the site to look for a contact page, or are you just or are you just tweeting just to tweet? Like people have to search for it. All the information, everything is there now. Right, the rap radar the two dope boys, all these sites have contact pages and they tell you how to send them music. They say send us an MP3 or send us a SoundCloud link. People don't take the time to read or search for it. They just think if I send this link, I did my job. Is there such thing as networking through social? Is that something anybody should be focused on? Is there any sort of networking or that's not what it is for? It's really for promotion at this point. No, there's definitely networking. I definitely, you know have met a lot of artists through social media, you know, um, and those are things that can be be done. And just You just make sure it's, it's, it's organically and you're not spamming or telling someone, you know, they have to like the music, they have to do certain things. I remember, for instance, I remember um, an artist in particular got offended at a blogger not liking their music, and they just kept threatening the blogger. And I'm like, okay, what does this benefit? Because now none of us are going to post your music because you're threatening this one person. And it's not to blackball you, it's like you can't, we stand together. So it's just when you threaten this person because they had an opinion, that's a problem. So it's just making sure you network correctly. You don't take offense if someone doesn't particularly like your music because everyone's not going to like it. Everyone's going to form an opinion. You have to understand these people aren't going to be your best friends. And as long as you understand, like, another thing artists have a, a thing of doing is they think anytime they drop, um, a snippet of a behind the scenes and then the behind the scenes to the behind the scenes that, that bloggers need to post every piece of content. We are not your fan club. We are not, we are not your personal, you know, website. You have to understand we're not going to post everything. It's just it what makes sense to that particular site. 
And as long as they understand that, um, yeah, I think, you know, socializing works. I met a lot of artists through social media. And, um, yeah, as long as it's an organic conversation and it's about the music and you don't take anything personal, it's, it's, it'll be good. I think the biggest takeaway I get from talking to you about this that seems like the most important is that, you know, really making a destination for yourself social-wise, that, you know, you're easy to find on Twitter, find on YouTube, find on Instagram, find on SoundCloud, find on everything. So, you know, you've got that social. So if I want to find you as a user or as a potential new fan, it's not hard to to get that information. I think that's the biggest takeaway um, would you say, yeah? How, how I mean, that seems like the most important yeah. thing to build I, off of. I, I would say, I would say yes, because if you look at someone like a, um, like like when when it, when the Bobby Smurda little vine clip hit, we didn't know who that was. We didn't know what it was, you know. And finally, when we did, you know, the label that he he signed to, they automatically knew we need to create a Twitter. We need to create a Facebook, and people found him on Instagram. We need to just create all these platforms so people can find him and find his music. They knew the importance of people knowing who this is, attaching a name and um, social handles to this artist. So to me, that's, it's, it's really, really important because artists come out here and they make up random names or they use their government name or they just, they just don't really think it through. You know, from start to finish, it's all about marketing and how you brand yourself. And it's really important to understand understanding the difference and making sure everything is aligned. Makes sense. Anything else you want to add about it, or anything for the new artists you want to tell them about their social and what what uh what to do and not to do, or any last words? Um, I think we kind of I think we kind of went through I think we kind of went through it all. You know, when it's done right, you see there's a lot of there's a lot of artists out there right now um, whose social are incredible. You know, they don't even necessarily need labels. They they do it independently, and it's and it's great. A lot of them just just get found through uh, social media, and you know, it's done right. And you brand and you market yourself right. You make it easier. You uh, you give the fans less work to do to become a fan of yours. Works out much better for you. All right. So Karen is a wealth of information. Um, my biggest takeaway that I love from her interview that I think should be common sense and isn't is use the same name for everything. Yes. I mean, I can't I can't begin to tell you enough. And you know what? I don't do it myself, so mm-hmm. screw me. But I'm not an artist. So if you're an artist and I'm looking you up, your Instagram and your Twitter account and your YouTube account and your SoundCloud, whatever, should be the same name. Yes. I should be able to find you pretty easily and you should use the same name for everything. I think that is a huge takeaway that when she said it, when we listened to her the first time, it's beyond common sense, but okay. It's not always like that. And the other thing that I really, really liked that she um, she said was um, the part, you know, about using everything, using all the technology, trying everything. Of course, Instagram and Snapchat in there aren't monetizable enough, but you know that you should try everything, but really focus on your YouTube and your SoundCloud. And I can't tell you how many times um, artist, a new artist has caught my interest and I've wanted to listen to more music from them and I've gone and they've had three clips on their YouTube, you know, and maybe five on their SoundCloud and then things randomly everywhere. You should have, as an artist, a master account, library, SoundCloud, YouTube that you are using to put all your material up. Put lyric videos up, like she said. Put a picture and the freestyle up. Put anything up so that we can fucking find it. 
right? Yeah, and it's like, do you want to be a social network star or do you want to be a rapper? If you're trying to be a rapper here, you know, let's focus on the music. We don't need you to have three 15-second YouTube clips and 600,000 Instagram followers because what are you doing here? You're supposed to be a rapper, not a not a reality star. So I love that. It, it definitely very valid, you know, also that, um, you're supposed to be a rapper and we're supposed to be able to, if, and if you want a new artist, you know, what she said is that be creative with it. So, you know, you never know when, if the video YouTube player is playing and the next video is going to pop up and it's your video because they left the YouTube player playing or the video on or whatever. You've got to be able to, as an artist, you have to enable people to fall into those situations where they can discover you. And there's no better way to do that on social. I mean, you've got a team of people that are ready to support you retweeting you and reblasting you and posting you once they're on the bandwagon. So using that as much as possible, you know, seems like the way to go. Yes. And she also made sure to say that to make sure all your content is in one place, meaning when you put out a video, always put it out on the same channel. Don't have your homeboy put out one. Um, right. Have it all yeah. in one place. Yeah, exactly. So you never know when you're automatically going to, it's going to pop up or somebody's going to go hear it because they go look for you. And she used that example of trying to find an artist for Wayne. And what happens is I think with a new artist, they have their homeboy, they have their manager, they have their older brother who's involved. They have their younger brothers involved, their sisters involved, their best friends involved their ex-girl, their baby's mother, their this to that, <laughs> and everybody's got a contact for you. So everybody can reach you from every direction, but there should be one person that's your main contact that it's easy to find, right. you're accessible, and that if we, whether it be Karen Civil via Little Wayne or XXL to cover you, is gonna be able to reach you and get a real response back and not have to play the chase game. And that's maybe business 101. I don't know, I didn't take a business class, but to me mm -hmm. is, you know, who's your contact? Who can we reach to make sure we can really get to you? And social is gonna provide that, you know, so make it as simple as possible. Yep. And she made sure to also say, send music through contact pages. Like Vanessa had mentioned um, in episode three, you know, it's cool that you guys hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate it because we know that, you know, that means you're listening. Um, but to really get a hold of someone, um, it's kind of almost better if you send it through the email. So looking at a contact page for a contact email, you know, is... Well, contacts are out there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since this podcast started, I've gotten a lot of emails at my personal email, which I don't publicize at all. That's not going to help you mm -hmm. because that's infringing on, you know, a space that right. doesn't do work from there. You know, there's parameters for certain reasons. Karen said, I've got a contact. You can find it. Don't come up to me and tell me you can't get to me. Did you go to the website? Did you look for it? At the XXL website, you go to the bottom of the page and it has a contact for everyone on the site. So it is doing your homework to find other people's contacts and to communicate with them socially or via email or decide what the best outlet is for what you're trying to do. But I think a lot of people's mentalities with social is to spam and inundate and overwhelm. And, you know, I'll get on social and I'll see my Instagram and my Twitter has 40, 50 different mentions of something and I'm all excited that I think people give a fuck about me and it's really just one person <laughs> spamming me over and over and over again, yelling at me that I should know more about their artist. When first you've kind of offended in the way that you go at them and second of all, you spam them to death that I think that's a turn off, not a, oh, yeah. you're going so hard, I've got to pay attention to this. This is, oh, this is annoying and I don't have to pay attention to this. Let me see if it gets to me another way. But uh, that's just me. Yeah. 
And I, I'm just way more likely to pay attention to something that's in my email versus my Twitter. Just because I get so many, uh, you know, just people hitting me up on Twitter to listen to their new song or watch a new video that when I, I get, you know, uh, a lesser amount on my email. So I'm more likely and I comb through my email. You're going to so. get more now. Yeah. You've requested it. Yeah. Well. Hit Miranda. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's requested it. Um <laughs> Okay, so lastly for Karen, I think that uh, a line that stuck out that we just have to repeat is, you don't want fake friends, so you don't need fake followers, which um, which goes to buying followers. You know, that game's going to be seen through pretty easily, so I think you should put that option totally to the side, but... Um, and, and I think she hits it home with the fake friends, fake followers thing, you know? Remember um, when Mace made headlines everywhere because he lost like 2 million followers when they did that Instagram? I remember cover. when they did the Instagram purge and everybody lost all sorts of followers yeah. and it was like, oh, okay, we could see through it now. Yeah. But Mace did stuck, stick out, it's true. Um, next we have um, Fetty, right? Yeah. You do the intro for some Fetty Wap jersey. Well, next up is Fetty Wap, you know, my Jersey homeboy who, uh, Jersey boo. yes, ruled the charge this past year. Um, he, you know, spoke with us about, you know, his social networking skills and kind of how that helped, you know, launch his career and build a following and, you know. And Trap Queen. Yeah. And he talked about the importance of it with Trap Queen in particular, you know. Yeah. Let's get into Fetty. So we're working on this podcast it's just for newer artists just to talk about uh, we're doing different topics. Um, and ask different people, you know, their experience. We wanted to ask you, as a new artist, some of the stuff that you, you the issue, the topic for here is what to focus on. So I wanted to ask, you know, with all the success you've had and you being a new artist, how do you decide what in your career, you know, needs your focus, your attention right now? How do you decide, you know, when it's time to focus on making the music, when it's time to focus on promotion? How do you, how have you figured out to balance those out? Um... Honestly, I figured out the balance, like, like I guess throughout time of, like, being an artist. Well, being a new artist and having, like, you know, like, one of the um, one of the songs that's, that's like, steadily, uh, like, that's, like, steady progression. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I kind of figured out, like, like, uh, with the, with the social media and promoting and, like, promotion, like, promotion of new songs that I'm going to drop, kind of, it kind of goes off your, your following. You know what I'm saying, and, and I say that because like the less the less following you have, the more promotion you have to do. You know what I'm saying. Not saying that you don't have to promote just as hard as as the next like as a person that doesn't have as much followers as you. But I mean, like once it's kind of like once you get once you get a, like a solid a solid good a fan base that's like that's always waiting for you to post something. They they kind of automatically post it for you. You get what I'm saying. Right. Well, they've already, they're they're almost you know part of your promotional team because they're such heavy supporters, right? Yeah. So it's like it's like you kind of you kind of build a fan base and you also build a, a promotional team outside of the promotional team that you already have, or if you have one. You know what I mean? And and I have and the the, the promotional team that I have, you know, what I'm saying it's the same people that I started with. Basically, my manager, me, the other um, artists. And um and now it's a couple of more a couple of more uh other other people that's on a promotion team as well. So, so what's the promotion I, team I, made I, up of? Most social people or what? What would be who? What are your promotional people doing? Really, like guess that's basically it. Like social, like uh the Instagram, the Twitter, um all social networks that we can that that you can really think of. That's what they that's what they push me on. You know what I'm saying? They 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 help me push. They uh. 
they'll push the, the, the iTunes, the track point iTunes or the um the uh the my way, the next single you know what I'm saying? They 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 keep it they keep it um what's the word I'm looking for? They keep it new, like they keep it uh present, fresh, new, the thing that's going on. Yeah, right? like they keep it trending so so the people don't lose so they don't lose this. So don't lose the people ear. You know what I mean? And that's how I think we build the uh the track queen so hard. You know what I mean? Because we promoted that song for a year straight. You know what I'm saying? Like literally a year straight. Like no no breaks and no no promoting other songs in between. It was just track queen. We recorded other songs and put out other songs, but those wasn't the songs that we promoted. Those that's why they don't know them other songs. As, as why did you focus well. on that song and how did you why did you decide track queen a year ago? Why were you so attached to it, and why did you decide that was going to be the one to focus, and that you wanted to that you would break off? Um, I I kind of knew Trap Queen was going to be the one, like right right the day before I recorded the song. Now I, I want to say probably like the week a week before I recorded the song when I first let him hear it. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, like like this 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 got a different feel to it. You know what I'm saying? And then the people. The people, like, once we recorded the song, the energy was against people. Not only the responses, but the energy. Like, it was just, like, people were just, they have, like, bad days, and then it's from bad days to good days just from a song or just from right. the other song. You know what I'm saying? So it was, like, I think this is the one, like, we need to we need to focus on this one and nothing else. Like, nothing else don't matter. You know what I mean? So I think that's how we that's how we kind of, Kind of circled, uh, like, circled, like grounded everything around Track Queen. We, then that's when we came up with the, the sweatsuits and the um, the uh, the logos, and you know what I mean. Everything that we could do to keep Track Queen alive, or keep the eyes open, or, or keep it open for the people. You know what I mean to get to easily. You know what I mean without people like that don't know the song trying to, that have to spend money. That was our biggest thing right there. We didn't want to. We didn't want to sell. A product before the people knew what it was, you know what I mean. So we just promote, we just promoted it and pushed it as well as we as well as as hard as hard as we could, you know what I mean. Without the without the machine behind us, you know what I'm saying. And, and I, I think we did a pretty good job. So it's interesting. So instead of record, I mean, you still recorded uh, material regularly, but you really really focused on driving this one song to get you into the business and break you, right? Yes. And then so. Who gave you that advice? How did you decide that was the path you were going to take? Really, it was like nobody really gave us the advice. We kind of just figured like that was a that was the key to it. Like you know, what I mean, we just we really did it on our own. It wasn't no like we didn't have any help from nobody. A lot of people actually thought the song wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, most people that we came to advice for told us to sell the song to somebody else. So it was like we really just had to block everybody else out and just figure it out on our, by ourselves. And, and you know what I'm saying? We came together and we and we made it work. I mean, you must feel pretty proud of that. I mean, that you had the idea that, of how you should do it and that it's been, it's been the right way and they're working for you. Yes, very proud. And is that the tactic you took for the next two records that you have? Or is that, you know, I mean... You can literally watch the numbers of your social grow with every post, you know. So that tactic is definitely working from using kind of the the streets and the fans to be your street team. Is that the same thing you yeah. can feel yourself working with the other records, or now that you've had more success, there's more people involved in the conversation? Yeah, that's what I that, and that's what I was about to get to right now. Um, 
I don't believe it's going to be as hard to push the next record as it was for Trap Queen, being that, like, like Fetty Wap is known as an artist now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think now, I think now pushing it as hard will be great. Like, it'll be great for, for, for success level. But I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think the response is a trap queen response. You know what I'm saying? So I right. like my I don't I don't want to I don't want to overdo anything. Like I don't want to try to make my next record a trap queen record, and I don't want people to get that idea in their head. Like, oh, Fetty's trying to you know what I'm saying? Fetty's trying to have another another trap queen, and that's not the that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? I want trap queen to be trap queen, and my way to be my way, and and et cetera. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just gonna do it the However, I feel is the natural way to do it. Like I don't really, I don't really try to do anything. I just, I just try to let it happen by itself. Do you think that what has happened for you is good advice for all new artists, or was really good just for you? Do you think it's a a, a, a way to go about things, or it's a case by case basis? I mean, I, I I believe for any new artist, they should just they should just like pick and choose, like pick and choose. From from different artists, you know what I'm saying. Like different artists may have different tactics that that can help you as a new artist. You know what I'm saying. Every every um every artist um they they the way they did it might not work for you. So you know what I mean. Like you just I think I think I think it's good that you just watch different artists and and, and you just and you just uh just choose from different ways that you think can help you as an artist. But I don't think like I don't think the the trap queen way is is the next person's way, or or you know what I'm saying. As for any other artist that has a single, I don't think their way is going to be my way. You know what I'm saying. So I just I think I mean just any new artist they should just they should just pick and choose and just and just watch how they did it and find their own way because their way would be the best way. But what we take from that is their way will be the best way. But the most important thing is being confident that your way is the right way and following through with it. Because that's what you did. You didn't listen to everybody else. You decided this is a piece of advice. I'm not taking it seriously because I feel confident about the about the plan I have right now. So there's something to that, right? Yes. Anything else you want to add for us for new artists or anything? And and uh, kind of just what they're doing is carving out kind of their next moves and what what's the right path for them. Um, really, I just want to, I just want to say, like, just stay focused, you know what I mean? Don't lose sight on uh, anything that you, that you got your mind set on, because, you know what I mean? Like, nobody can't stop you but yourself, and, and enjoy it while you can, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not really, a really, I don't, I don't really know how to speak, <laughs> I'm not really a speaker, but, no, you gave us great stuff. I mean, just being so confident in, in Trap Queen and how you were going to run that out and spending a year promoting it is exactly the kind of perfect stuff that we need for new artists because it's, it's explaining that, you know, if you feel strongly about something, play it out, you know, follow it through because you could be right in the long run and you could prove to people something that they didn't kind of see coming. So it's actually perfect for this. Thank you very much. And, and it's worked Thank for you, so that's great to see. Thank you. Well, he's the man right now, right? So as a start, we did this interview, I guess, about six weeks ago or so. So maybe six weeks ago to two months ago on the Fetty front. So um, he hasn't had, hadn't had as many hit records by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a little bit more going on now. But um, I've used this example, maybe not on this uh, podcast before, but definitely with other artists that we've sat with. You know, uh, Trap Queen, he believed in it. He wrote it out for a year. He didn't listen to anybody else about it. He used social and every different aspect to get it out there. 
and it worked. And I think that is um, fascinating. You know, one, you know, it says to me, to every artist, you know, find a few records. I don't know what a few is. Find one or two records. Find the records that you think shouldn't be slept on and everybody should still hear because it might be old to you, but it's not old to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's not really social related, but I do think that was fascinating to plug in there. On the social side, Fetty and the team used all that social in every way to get the song out there when they were no ones, you know, when no one had ever heard of them, when everyone was telling them to sell the song to someone else, sell the record to someone else. Uh, they kept on pushing and pushing. And I think that um, that's an interesting decision he made on his own with no big dogs advising him and, you know, the gut instinct of whatever they knew to do with that song and that they had to get it, the people to to pick it up and the people to enjoy it and like it as much as they did was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like when you don't have the money for a professional promotional team, um, social networks and your followers are your street team. They right, are the exactly. Ones, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They are, they are definitely a street team. And also that his natural instinct was to keep pushing that project, mm -hmm. you know, and use that street team and use everybody out there and use his fans to get it bigger. That uh, speaks to his, you know, kind of take on the game and modern way of doing things. You know, everybody's out there, new artists are to try something different, try something creative. There are no rules. I mean, be respectful, but it's the Wild West. There's no rules on what exactly you have to do, except for whatever you feel you need to do for integrity. But besides that, be creative with it. That's that's what that's what he's telling us. And mm -hmm count you don't need the big label and all this you need the fans to speak up for you to get make that song loud yeah. Fetty's still if um correct me if i'm wrong but he doesn't he's not really signed to a major he still doesn't really he's kind of more on the independent right i know he's Fetty's 300 i yeah. don't under i love 300 much love i don't really understand what any of that means anymore yeah. when you're indie when you're on this when you're on anything what's distribute all that i'm still trying to figure that out mm -hmm. but yes he's on 300 <laughs> our friends at 300 kevin yes. who we have in the podcast Leora, mm -hmm. who we're gonna do something a little later with and todd who we're working on getting in the podcast um moskowitz todd moskowitz kevin lyles and Leora cohen you know, some of the big dogs in the game have been the ones who have been supporting Fetty, but they know, in, and I'll speak for them, they know in, maybe they don't like that, but I'll speak for them, but they know in 2015 that you do have to let these young artists figure it out early on their own or the different ways that work for them because there's so many avenues. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when they get with these new artists, um, they've already built something for themselves, you know, that, that the bigger dogs are there to help enhance. Right. I think that... Um, Fetty's an interesting case because that's probably our biggest star to date, right? You know, maybe since Drake and Kendrick, right? Mm -hmm. And Cole, I guess, Kendrick, Cole and Drake, yep. Well, yeah, basically the, the another main takeaway from Fetty is it gets easier after, you know, that self-promotion gets easier as you go along. Like that first After you've established uh, yeah. something. Well, that goes back to the street team. They're doing it for you. Yeah. And that you never know when there's a new piece of technology that can help you in whatever aspect, you know? Um, all right, so continuing this self-promotion field day festival that we're having, uh, we talked to, again, Joey Badass. Joey, who I love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joey, this is my favorite quote from the Joey interview um, coming up. This is what I think was really interesting about him talking about, well, we'll, we'll get into it. So here's Joey um, for a second time, because he was in one of our other episodes, giving us a little information about what he's done socially as a new artist to get himself out there. So now you're, you've got music, you're starting to bubble in New York, whatever your situation is. What are the moves that you start making 
for you to promote yourself early on? Is it, you know, we've, we talked to Karen Civil a lot about social. For you, what were the moves and what are the things that you've done on social that have worked the most for you? Or from events, from performances, what was the burn for you? What was the slow burn that started getting, that you started to, to get a response from? You know, for me, it's not any specific thing that I necessarily, you know, had to do to, like, keep this going or keep that going because uh, the advantage that I had was, you know, my age. I was, you know, 17, 18. That was, was young for, for a new artist. Exactly. That was younger than we were used to, yeah. So, you know, just me being that age already is like, I'm already hit. <laughs> I'm already involved in anything across the board, socially, this, that, the third. I'm, I'm there. I'm here from in. So. Well, that's part of it is that being young already, that's the technology is coming naturally to you in the regular part of your life, right? right. Yeah. So you've got to, you're naturally up on it rather than trying to figure out how to be up on it. Exactly. Is it important at that point for you to make the Joey Badass Twitter, the Joey Badass Instagram, the Joey Badass Tumblr, the Joey Badass? Is it the pro era well, thing? What do you do? That's that's something I knew right away. That's something I knew before I even came into the game. Like, all right, if this is what I'm running with, then I got established this, that, this, that, this, that. And it's funny because originally in the beginning, you know, I was always that guy, you know, making the the cover arts, shooting the videos. All yourself were within your camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at uh, mixing the songs, recording the songs, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I was that guy because I was just the the get it done person and like you know I was just you know why you knew you had to be you were disappointed with everybody else nah, I wasn't why did you do anybody it? it was just my attitude you know what I'm saying I always had to do it yourself mentality I was the only child uh, growing up so you know when I got home it was nothing but pure creativity keep yourself busy exactly right. you know so yeah, Which helps in this day and age because now you can sit there and figure out all what this app does, what this program does, what this does, yeah. and keep yourself busy with all the you different do a lot avenues. Of research too, you know. Mm -hmm. and you teach yourself. Yo, and I tell people all the time, like YouTube taught me more things useful to my life than like school did. How? Because you know, anything that I wanted to learn. I oh, you mean the videos it. themselves? Exactly. Right, the gotcha. how-to how videos, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, made me more money than school Right. I mean, that's <laughs> the most amazing thing. If I can't do anything, I go on a YouTube video. Exactly. Now I'm doing shit YouTube, I never thought I'd Google, do before. Or like how to fucking pick the lock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I got Photoshop for free the other day. I was blown away, you know? Exactly, right? <laughs> um, what did you learn along the way that you think you might have fucked up at as far as getting yourself out there early on or you didn't do enough or you would do differently? I mean, do you ha did you always handle all your social do you, you hire know, somebody for that? What do you... One thing that I... Do you I communicate with everybody? Uh, yo, um, Hip Power was just telling me we still here. One thing, um, you know, that I've been thinking about a lot lately, too, is, um, you know, when I was younger, it was certain things I couldn't see. Like, I couldn't see that me meeting this person for the first time, oh, maybe I should make sure I keep in contact with this person. You know, you can't see that as, as a young man, really. You're just like, oh, all right, this person will handle that. It's like, you know, I'm just in my own world. Right, understand the value you know, of who so, you come across. Yeah, three years later, you know, I understand the, the importance of building relationships, of keeping relationships, of, you know what I'm saying, just not burning bridges. And not that I necessarily burned bridges when I was younger. Well, you didn't even create them, maybe. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. I didn't even, you know, put the fucking draw down or whatever to connect it. That's what it was. So, also that and, um, one thing that I realized too, uh, you know, if I could go back in time, one thing that I would do is 
is hold the way that I drop music. Because, like, when I was younger, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, you don't know who's paying attention to you. You don't know who's watching. Right. Because you, like, literally just, you're still coming out of your mom's crib right. every day. You're still, like, you know, shit, for me, I was going to school or cutting or whatever, but... You know, so I can't I can't really fathom all of the thoughts like, yo, this person is watching me, this person is watching me. Maybe I should be more strategic with what I do. It's like more like, nah, I'm just doing whatever the fuck. You I might want. not have even known the people that was important that was watching you by name that they exactly. even existed. Yeah. That's true too, but you know, even the people that I did know like a Jay or a Diddy, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, yo, these people are watching me, is this registering in my head? No, it really wasn't mm -hmm. that age. Like I couldn't really see it. It wasn't, but you know, it, it, I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. You know, you live and you learn. Like everything happens for a reason. So that's my favorite part of my favorite uh, quote from some of these interviews, and like some Tech Nine stuff coming up on the live performance uh, episode and such. But you know, he said that I had to reestablish and meet people all over again. That mm -hmm. I didn't. Um, pay enough attention early on. And I think that uh, happens often when you're a young artist is that, you know, you're enthralled with a lot of the attention and who the people you think are famous already. And then you have to go back and realize, well, there's a lot of people who play roles in the game that you need to get to know that you didn't pay attention to. And I know that's not so much social networking, but it is you know, one of my favorite quotes from all of this. Um, but what did you get, take the most from what Joey's done through social networking and what he's, what he's learned? Um, Basically, he had mentioned that, you know, it comes natural to him, being that he is, like, you know, young and he kind of grew up in this social networking era. So kind of just go with your instincts. Go with your instincts because yeah. you don't... You, you know it. You know it already. Yeah. You live through it. I mean, you and I are generationally apart at this point. You know that our take back in the day wasn't social. So our first instinct... My first instinct isn't to go social with it because it's just not innately built into me to be that way. We were always back in the day told, you know, we kept everything under the, under wraps. It was about kind of not showing your cards and keeping secrets. And today everything's exactly the opposite. You don't keep secrets like that. You don't. So I think generationally, the younger guys, even younger than you, you know, I mean, the, the younger artists, the teens and everything, um, this comes promoting yourself comes so naturally to you right figure out how you can enhance what you're already doing or what you're seeing your peers doing you know or or what's working for you already or people around you don't go follow i think the jay-z's and the raekwans and the you know the big dogs from back in the day because that was done without social right. look at what your competition is doing or even what your peers are doing on a non-musical basis of how they're using social absolutely absolutely um and another thing that Joy mentioned was having that do-it-yourself mentality. Nowadays, it's like I see so many artists just wait and wait around for that right manager or wait around for that right cosign. No, what Joey did was he got out there and he did that self-promotion himself. Like he's at home thinking of, you know, his promotional campaign. Even though he don't have no money, he's at home figuring out what he could put up on Twitter, what he could put up on Instagram to kind of, you know, broaden his his reach. And, Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, I think Joey's a little bit of an exception to some of the rules. Not to say everybody isn't this way, but Joey definitely cares about every aspect of what he does. You know, the rollout, the show, the performance, the details in this photo. A lot of artists don't care about that. They think somebody else is taking care of it. So they kind of leave that to somebody else. When Joey and maybe Fetty, we still have to see a little bit more, have been very hands-on in their image and everything that represents them and is an extension of them. And 
getting down and dirty with it. And you can go both ways as an artist. You can be very involved in that in every aspect of your business and your and what represents you, or you can leave that to manager and someone else and say, I'm just going to be the artist and I'm just going to make the music. You know, in there's different ways that you go. You've got to find out the type of person that you are and what you're trying to do. But in either capacity, the goal is to be a star and to get to as many people as you can and build that social number up as much as possible. You know, we see a character like Kevin Gates, you know, and, and he's focused tremendously on social networking and building himself up to getting over 2 million followers now. So people who would never normally have listened to Kevin Gates now know who he is. Right and might be interested in listening to him. But it might not be a natural thing for you to go and do crazy stuff on Instagram like Kevin Gates in order to be able to get that following. So you gotta figure out how to use social outside of that. And it might not be the crazy moment on Instagram. It might be about a weird campaign of how you're releasing music for the next six weeks, every week for one Wednesday, a month or something, or a week or whatever. It's all about what you create and really there's endless ideas there. I think that's what Joey says is endless places you can go with it. For sure. There's endless possibilities out here. And he says YouTube can teach you things. So, you know, don't be afraid to Google it. I go on YouTube for absolutely everything. <laughs> I'm like a hacker because of YouTube. Right. Not really, though. <laughs> that is it for promoting yourself. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Um, our next episode. I don't remember what it is. Miranda, do you? We've got a big um, list of them going on yeah. and we're still recording. So it doesn't matter because you're going to learn from that one as well. <laughs> so uh, look out for that. And thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of this today. Yes, and I every hope day. so too. And thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we can't express enough how much we appreciate it. And episode five is building your team. Building so, your team. Yes. Building your team. How to build the correct team management, homeboy management, weed carrier, mm-hmm. uh, product manager, all that kind of stuff. Where does your girlfriend fit in in the, in the midst? Everything like that. Also, remember, Miranda's the one who wanted the new songs. <laughs> so send him over to her she said she likes him in her email <laughs> oh gosh thank you <laughs> thanks